It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Um, this coming week is going to be uh, pretty pretty crazy. I've been to, uh, I, I was trying to count, I want to say like 16 Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> I want to say 16, I think, 16 Super Bowls. Like not to the games, but like to the city and hosting on Radio Row and all the festivities and everything. And it, it, it is a ton of fun. Um, I just, I don't know. Uh, I just... I, I I like <laughs> I think I think Vegas is going to be just bananas um, and uh, more than anything I, I just I, I like watching the Super Bowl at home I like having people over I like having a party um, I like hosting so uh, but full disclosure these weren't the two teams that I was expecting to win I, I thought the Detroit Lions and the Ravens were going to win and that's uh, that's the Super Bowl that I was hoping to see uh, and I was wanting to see. Um, but obviously, that's not what happened. 800-919-3776. Before we switch gears and start talking some NBA and college basketball, let's go to our phone lines. Jose is calling in from Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Anita. Shout out to the company. Hello to Julian and Chantel. Just wanted to, you know, chime in on, you know, some of the topics that you had because, you know, I also do agree with you. I don't understand why the 49ers are are favored by two points. It is a little perplexing, especially when I kind of wanted them to actually be the underdog because, you know, the, Chief, the Chiefs, have, you know, always harp on the fact that nobody ever believes them and they'll just use this as motivation. Um, also, for my jet point, the reason I, feel, I believe that there are so many teams that are more favored to win the Super Bowl is because after this year, what pretty much got exposed with, with was with all the additions and subtractions that we did last, last offseason, we're now more than just a quarterback away. And even, you know, it's going to take almost MVP-type Rodgers to try to get the Jets to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl, in my opinion. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on what you thought. Thank so, you very much. But, but Jose, yeah. don't, don't oh, hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. I, I'm gotcha. just, don't you think, don't you, like, like, I'm not even a Jets fan, but, like, but like I think 20, what, 20, what did I say, 22, 25, 22 to 1, I think that's, I think that's somewhat disrespectful. You don't? I hope that that certain people like Aaron Rodgers take it as disrespectful for that way it can be a motivation. But I just think it's Vegas just playing the odds of Aaron Rodgers being 40-plus years old going into next year. And they kind of saw what they saw last year. And they look at Rob Sala and possibly Joe Douglas going into a lame duck year where, you know, it looks like any bad start could could be an implosion on the season is what they're, what they're kind of hoping for. Um, Jose, thanks for the call. By the way, get on your guys, uh, Dave and Rick, uh, about that pickleball date. I'm still waiting for a pickleball date from them. 
so we could arrange this. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's evident. Uh, the longer they don't get back to me, uh, if you're scared, say you're scared, right? Julian, Chantel, you understand what's going on here? Like, like, Amani and I are waiting for a date from Dave and Rick for this pickleball game. And uh, like, they wouldn't even give us like a, like, hey, like a number of dates, right? Like, hey, I can do this, 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 and this date. We're they're not training. even getting that. Oh, you think they're training or do you know they're training? Uh, I don't know anything, but I'm just assuming they're training. I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Your voice didn't sound very convincing that you don't know anything. Yeah, mm. no, I'm playing the fifth on this one. I think there they could go. be training. They're together, getting a little bit of this. Working on boom, agility, boom, boom. getting their diet right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, don't you play pickleball every day? I do. I wouldn't want to compete against you either. I'm addicted. But listen, there's worse things to be addicted to in life. If, if this is my addiction, so be it. So be it. My and and my game. Uh, listen, I'm. I don't. I don't brag. I'll tell you if I suck at something. Like I suck at volleyball. I'm the last person you want on your volleyball team. I can't stand it. I am not good at volleyball. I'm trying to think other sports. I'm not good at. Hmm. Are you good at hockey? I, I grew up in Miami. Who plays hockey in Miami? Nobody. No, I think Miami has an NHL team. Well, yeah, but like, no, like, we're not playing hockey in high school. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody in Miami is like playing hockey. We don't play hockey down there. It's 70 all year long. We're out there, we're out there playing football and basketball and softball and baseball and Blitz soccer. And rugby. We, you know, it's, it's very interesting. It's interesting that you asked that you, you, you say lacrosse. I had no idea what lacrosse was until I moved to Baltimore. I'm, oh, I was wow. grocery shopping. I, I, I just moved to I just moved to Baltimore. I went grocery shopping, and all these kids are walking around with their mothers with this stick, in this ball, and I'm like, "What is this? What's going on? Like, what is that? What are these kids doing?" So, what was the moment? And, and I was just like, "What?" So. I, Somebody at the grocery store was like, oh, well, that's a lacrosse stick. That's a lacrosse ball. I was like, what's lacrosse? And they, like, looked at me like I had a third eye. Because, again, I was in Baltimore, Maryland. Like, like you know, that, that whole region, you know, Washington, D.C., you know, Baltimore. Like, it, like, lacrosse is God there, right? And they looked at me like, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, anyway, long story short, my first lacrosse game I went to uh, was – at Towson University, Johnny United Stadium, with Duke going up against Virginia, two of the best lacrosse colleges. And I was just like, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Like, like I've been deprived my whole life. Wow. And then, and then I went to a girls lacrosse game, and I was like, wait a minute. 
they're not playing lacrosse. What are they playing? That's not lacrosse. They're not hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> and and somebody was like, no, their game is more finesse. I was like, that's crap. Like I want to play. Like I want to. I if I played lacrosse, if I was if I if I played lacrosse as a female, I'd want to play the way men play. I don't want to like. You want to hit people with the stick? Yeah, man. Let's get at it. <laughs> but anyway, long. <laughs> Long story short, um, where was I going with this? Um, they don't play hockey. Yeah, in I, I've no, yeah, no hockey, no lacrosse. But anyway, I don't know. I've derailed here. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's regroup because I want to give you big game for the Knicks tomorrow against the Lakers. Albeit, uh, chances are there's some reports out there that LeBron and AD are not going to play. Also, UNC and Duke are going at it. So I want to get those two picks to you, um, you know, as, as soon as I can. So um, before, of course, we have Fat Jack, who's going to be joining us. And, and, of course, we're going to circle back and talk some more NFL with him. So quick break. We get back. Um, I'll have my, my Knicks and my uh, UNC Duke picks for you coming your way next right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, Dayton over uh, St. Bonaventure, 76-71. I want to say the spread was... Was it six? What was it? It was seven and a half. So uh, St. Bon did cover. Uh, I was on Dayton, so didn't win that one. Um, also, uh, you've got in the second right now, you've got Butler over Creighton, 60 to 78. Uh, in the NBA, uh, the Grizzlies, uh, Warriors uh, really taking it to the Grizzlies. They're up now 107 to 95. So. Uh, I liked Memphis in this matchup, but couldn't get it done. Uh, that's for sure. Um, Magic and the T-Wolves, uh, close. 
with two minutes left in the uh, in, in two minutes left in the game, one hundred two to one hundred one, the Magic are up. Uh, Spurs up on the Pelicans, one ten to one hundred eight. More importantly, my best bet tonight was Wembley over three and a half blocks and steals combined. And sure enough, uh, last I checked, he had four. So the best bet won tonight, which is great. At the end of the day, isn't that what all that matters? For a number of people, it is. Uh, at the half, the Nuggets up on the Trailblazers, 59-55. to And some finals here. Uh, you've got the Clippers taking care of the Pistons. No surprise there. Um, you've got the Heat over the Wizards. Hawks beat the Suns tonight. How about that? Kings over the Pacers. Rockets over the Raptors. And the Thunder beat the Hornets by 20. Again, that line opened up. It was plus 17. It dropped to plus 15 and a half. Um, so did not win that one either. So did not do extremely well in the NBA, NBA tonight. But again, my best bet was Wimbley over three and a half. Wimby over three and a half. Blocks and steals combined. And of course, that did hit. Uh, so let's get you locked and locked and loaded for tomorrow. And, um, of course, big game for the Knicks tomorrow. Going up against the Lakers. And as we know, the Knicks, uh, they've won nine straight games. And, uh, and seven of those have been at home. They're scoring more than 114 points per game. Thank you, uh, Brunson, who's just been an absolute beast. He's averaging 30, 31 points the last few weeks, which has just been tremendous. Uh, making 83% of their free throws. In their last three games, uh, they've been one of the best rebounding teams in the league. I'll tell you, since that OG trade, it's just made all the difference. Um, they're also grabbing 15 offensive rebounds per game in their last three games. So what when, when that happens, it's one thing to be great, obviously, a defensive rebounding team. But when you get the offensive boards as well, it gives you those that extra scoring chances, right? And that's such a big key. Uh, they're turning the ball over less than nine times per game in their last, and, and these are just their last three games, right? Um, so therefore, they're not going to give the Lakers many e easy scoring opportunities. So in essence, you know, the Lakers right now are checking all the boxes on both sides of the court. As for the Lakers, they've struggled defensively this season. Uh, they're giving up more than 120 points per game on the road. So I'm expecting the Knicks to have their way offensively in this game. Uh, also, the Lakers have lost six of their last eight road games. They've made less than 65% of their free throws in their last three games. They don't rebound nearly as well as the Knicks do. That's for sure. Um, therefore, they won't get a lot of extra scoring chances and opportunity. Uh, also, they're much more careless with the ball than the Knicks are. Um, which can lead to easy scoring opportunities for the Knicks, who average more than seven steals per game. And then, uh, of course, as I said earlier, more than likely going to be without LeBron James and uh, an AD. So, uh, you know, you know, we'll see as we get closer to game time. It's surprising to me. You know, you've got the Lakers coming to town. They're going to beat the Garden. A lot of a lot of players love playing at the Garden. Why wouldn't they play? I mean, obviously, if they're not a hundred percent and they're dealing with some ailments, okay. But I just feel like the Garden isn't where you want to exercise load management. 
uh, and for this Knicks defense, they're holding their opponents their opponents to under 105 points per game at home. They've just been unbelievable. Um, and and like I said, the, the Lakers have been struggling offensively, especially on the road. So I'm going to lay the six with the Knicks. Um, and and I and I think it's great. Like jump on them now. You can get them at six because I think once it's quote unquote announced that LeBron and or AD are going to be out. I think that line is going to go up. So I really do like this Knicks team tomorrow night. Again, tip-off is at 8.40. You'll be able to listen to that Knicks pregame show right here on 98.7 ESPN and, of course, the game itself here on 98.7 ESPN as well. Uh, Tomorrow as well, we've got one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball, and that is UNC going up against Duke. UNC is favored by four and a half. So this will be the 49th time that Duke and UNC have met with both teams ranked in the top 10. That's exciting, right? Um, because both these teams, they recruit so well. Um, you never know what team you're going to get year in and year out if they're going to be ranked top 10. But this will be the 49th time that these, te- te- these two teams will be facing off against each other heading into this matchup, both ranked in the top 10. So the Blue Devils, they won both games last season. Um, recently had a hiccup at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, they're averaging about nine turnovers per game this season. As for North Carolina... This is this is going to be really motivational for them, is it not? I mean, it's a great spot for Davis and his bunch, considering Duke won both matchups last year. Uh, they are thirteen and seven against the spread this season, which is quite nice. They excel at getting to the free throw line. Uh, they defensively they they limit their opponents getting those second chance. Uh, opportunities as well as fast breaks. Their defense, I, I think UNC's defense is a lot better than Duke's. Uh, they're also 9-0 and at the Smith Center this season. Maybe if it was Cameron, I'd feel differently. But since it's it, UNC is hosting, um, and at home, by the way, they're blowing teams out. They, I mean, they're winning by an average of about 18 points against five power five opponents at Chapel Hill. So they're, they're just, to me, UNC checks a lot more boxes. Um, and, and, and right now I just like Duke to me, I I just, I I don't, I I'm looking at them and, and I just, I think they're dealing with some injuries. They just don't seem to be rolling on all cylinders. So all the reasons why, I do like UNC, and I'll lay the points with UNC as well at minus four and a half. So two big games tomorrow on the hardwood. Uh, UNC and Duke, again, UNC favored by four and a half. And then, of course, the Knicks going up against the Lakers. And right now that line is at six. Um, As I said earlier, I would jump on it now before any news breaks that LeBron and or AD are going to be active or not. So, uh, and, 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 and for the record, even if LeBron and AD do play, I still like the Knicks minus six. Um, and you know, I, I know this week, uh, there's, there's been a lot of chatter. Oh, the Knicks should trade for LeBron. No, don't trade for LeBron. 
The chemistry on this team is so good. Don't trade for LeBron James. Um, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, I just, I, I just, I, I like the feel and I like the vibe. I, I just, you know, I, I think, I think the Knicks need some complementary pieces. I don't think the Knicks need a player like that right now. At least my two cents. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to join us on the program. Uh, we'll do a deeper dive with him as well into uh, this Kansas City 49ers matchup. Uh, again, you know, we, we had Cynthia Freeland on earlier. Uh, her and I are both, I won't use the word shocked. I'm not shocked. But um, just we both agree that we feel that the Kansas City Chiefs should be favored in this matchup more so than the 49ers. So what gives? Uh, maybe Fat Jack can um, can shed some light on that. So uh, we get back. We'll hear from Fat Jack. Um, and uh, just a reminder, I'm back with you tomorrow afternoon from noon to 3 right here on 98.7 ESPN as well. Uh, and then on Sunday, even though there is no football on Sunday, uh, we still have our New York game day show coming your way with myself and Mike Tannenbaum and Amani Toomer. And we'll be with you in, from 7 to 11 a.m. on Sunday as well. Just a heads up, some programming notes. All right, quick break. We come back. Fat Jack's going to join us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Fact Jack, professional handicapper, joins us now as he has and has all season long. How blessed are we? So, Fat Jack, this is what it's come to. Kansas City and the 49ers. Um, man, uh, not the matchup I wanted. I wanted Ravens and the Lions, but here we are. We figured it out. I mean, we're down to two teams, and you know, I, I like I'll talk about all year. I had the futures ticket on Baltimore, and Baltimore just basically, and I had hedged them, so it was okay. I made a little bit of money on Kansas City winning because I'd hedged them back. But Baltimore, basically, if you made a list of what you can't do or what you should do if you want to lose, Baltimore pretty much checked off that list. Let's turn it over three times. Let's fumble it going into the end zone. Let's commit a bunch of personal foul penalties. So the big question with Kansas City on that half of it is. Is Kansas City did do they have the light switch at Arrowhead Stadium that they just flipped on when the playoff starts, or have they been a benefactor of other teams kind of self imploding, and will that continue this week? So that's that side. The other side, I mean, you had, you had Detroit. That was frustrating to watch and need, and I had San Francisco, and so it wasn't the end of the world. But honestly, um, when you do eighty percent of the work in the first half. You don't have to go for it on fourth down every single time in the second half because you've already done most of the work. So a little bit frustrating, and I'm sure a learning, real learning experience. And I get why Dan Campbell was was tempted to go for it so many times because that's the personality of their team. But when you've already got, you're already there with a field goal, you go up three scores versus two, and all the different times that he had opportunities to get to put him more behind the eight ball. He didn't do it because he took the more aggressive route. I thought it was frustrating to watch. And, and frankly, I, I think Detroit fans will say the same thing. And the players, it'll be a longer offseason for them because they will be thinking what might have been. 
Well, looking back again, before we look forward, uh, Kansas City beating the Ravens 17-10. to 10. Patrick Mahomes, uh, 241 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey showing up when it matters. And that's in the postseason. Had 11 targets, caught all 11 balls for 116 yards and a touchdown. What's really uh, perplexing to me is Lamar Jackson. Now, you look at the stat line. Okay, eight carries for 54 yards. Yeah, oh, what I just... In watching that game, I just kept on yelling at the screen, Jack, like, run! But, like, there were holes that were wide open. I felt like he was playing the game to prove a point as opposed to winning the game. And, and in fact, like, you know, now there's videos coming out with Odell Beckham Jr. on the sidelines saying, dude, run the football. You When you run the football, other things happen. Like, I just felt, you know... I was very disappointed in the offensive game plan for the Ravens. Were you? A classic example of the pressure and the situation in the moment getting to a team. I mean, you saw it from the personal foul penalties to the fumble in the end zone to what you're talking about, just simple decision-making process where earlier in the year he would have taken off. He would have known those situations. They just, the moment kind of overwhelmed them. And let's not, let's not take away what the Chiefs were able to do. I mean, they – basically took advantage of all that. They've been there before, and they know how to get it done. So the Ravens probably aren't going to go anywhere. But, yeah, definitely, uh, when you turn it over three times, you're probably going to lose in the playoffs. So um, you talk about Kelsey. I would get a body on Travis Kelsey if I was if I was Baltimore. I wouldn't let him run 20-yard dig routes into a cover two and just throw him the ball down the field 25 or 30 yards. The, going into the Super Bowl, they uh, there's a prop that – who, who will have more Taylor Swift platinum albums has 10 or Kelsey receptions in the game. So if you go 10 or 11, he's three to one or four and a half to one or under that, you can do a price. So we're getting these crossover prop bets that are including uh, not only Kelsey, but Taylor Swift and, and more that I think are real interesting because Kelsey is the one guy you would say if you're Baltimore or certainly San Francisco, let's not let him beat us, make somebody else do the work. Absolutely. Uh, and, and again, just looking back briefly before we look forward, the 49ers beating the Lions 34 to 31. But look at this, Jack. Um, first downs, Lions 28, the 49ers 23. Um, total yards, the Lions 442, the, the 49ers 413. Uh, more passing yards, more rushing yards, 182 to 155. Um, the only the only uh, you know area that they did not um, have their their leg up over the 49ers was time of possession. But needless to say, this is another 49ers win, which you know, granted, at the end of the day, the final score dictates who wins. But I just you know, between the Green Bay Packers and the Lions, boy, um, you know, I think this 49ers team is uh, is is playing uh, with uh, you know a, a lot of luck behind them. And, and so I, I'm, I mean, that's the why are they favorite. I mean, they, they continue, and the Sharps are asking the same question because the power ranking over the year put them way above the Chiefs. But this team, to your point, and certainly on the defensive side of the ball is where I look, Detroit had been outgained by a yard and a half per play during the playoffs, and San Francisco didn't take advantage of that and, and further, really until the sec late in the second half. And more importantly than that, there are holes all over this San Francisco defense right now. Mm -hmm. You cannot give up the running game like they did to Detroit. If they do that this week, they're going to get blown out. And so I, that's the more perplexing thing going forward is that we've got this team that is not the same team we saw for the first 14, 15 weeks of the season. It's like they have evolved into 
a much less sound defensive team. And we saw that against Detroit. And, and as I said, the turnovers were even in that game, Anita. But if if you, you should count go, fourth down failed conversions are turnovers. Those are things that look like turn, – so turnovers really, they were helped by – we talked about everything Baltimore did to lose the game. Detroit, in my opinion, especially in the second half, if you made a list, they checked off a lot of boxes that they had to do if they were going to figure out a way to lose that game. Um, you said it just a second ago, perplexed as to why I think we both feel the wrong team is favored here, right? Like uh, the 49ers, this line opened up at one, went up to one and a half. Now it's up to two, Jack. 49ers favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, with that being said, it sounds like you and I are on the same side, with, and that's the Kansas City side. Tell me all the reasons why you like Kansas City. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not as strong on the side for sure as I am on the total. I've been great on the totals this year, especially with the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs under. That was my best play this last week, and it went under the total again. They've gone under 70% of the time this year. They're averaging 7.2 points per game in the second half this year. Uh, this is not an offense that's clicking on all cylinders. Um San Francisco on the adverse side of that, they're number one this year in second half, scoring at 14 and a half points a game. So I'm not, I don't love the side, but I will tell you, if you make me play it right now, and I'll tell you, Need, it's been interesting. 86 or 83% of the money right now is on Kansas City. They're getting every $50 player, every, you know, they're very comfortable. You're very comfortable to bet on Kansas City. But when you look at, you're getting big bets on San Francisco right now, but if the game was played today, Vegas is going to be pulling for San Fran hard, hard, hard. Now, they expect some sharper money to come in on San Fran, but right now we're not really seeing that. We're seeing some of the sharps either on Kansas City or laying off right now. Uh, it's not going to get to key numbers. If San Francisco doesn't shore up what they're doing defensively, they're going to get beat for sure. Um, I don't trust their defense. I think that the turnover at defensive coordinator has been a lot more of a problem than people realize. But I do think the scoring stays down in the game because of everything I talked about, limited opportunities for uh, limited production, actually, out of Kansas City skill players, and the fact that San Francisco is a better team when they play from the front. They want to stay ahead of the chains. They want to run off play action. They do not want to throw it down the field if they don't have to with Purdy. I think that's probably more likely to happen is if it's a lower-scoring game. So I like the total better. Uh, but, yeah, if you're going to make me play it right now as we're sitting here, yeah, i got to lean toward Kansas City. Again, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. Professional handicapper has been with us all season long. Uh, listen, I'm looking at this Kansas City defense, right? Um, top eight in third down defense, in zone defense, also special teams. San Francisco, 27th in third down defense, 14th in the red zone, and 25th in special teams. So, you know, I just I think that there's a narrative and a perception here. Oh, San Francisco's defense. Oh, San Francisco's offense. It's a juggernaut. I just I'm not I'm not seeing it. And, and, and at the end of the day, maybe we've buried the lead here, Jack. And that is no way am I going to bet Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes, even though Patrick Mahomes has a dad bod. Well, both of these both of these guys are not the vision of health. I mean, for sure. I mean, they're both pretty, you know, just average-looking dudes that know how to get their team going around them. Um, there's so many more stats when you start digging down deeper. We may deal with that next week a little bit, but you have better records in the Super Bowl, typically don't win. Uh, they're on a 1-15 in stretch against the spread since 2003. Um, and, and the bigger problem, and this is what people are trying to wrap their brains around, Anita, is, is this San Francisco team, the San Francisco team we saw all year, 
Or is it the recency bias? Should we be putting our weight in that? Because they are not the same team um, from earlier in the year to the end of the year, similar, similar to Philadelphia, the Eagles. The Eagles were, were one team for most of the year, and then they were a totally different team at the end. And that's what that's what you have to kind of figure out here is are you able to overcome? Because top to bottom roster-wise from the first of the year to now, San Francisco has better players. No, they don't have the better coaching matchup, I don't think. They certainly don't have the better quarterback. And they don't have the better tight end, I guess. But I will tell you, San Francisco, Kittle's pretty good also. But but beyond that, you have better players, I think, top to bottom on San Francisco's team. But that that doesn't always matter. And they're not playing well now. I mean, they beat a team that literally ran the ball at will against them, especially in the first half. So that's the thing. Are we going to get the San Francisco team that we've seen most of the year? Or are we more likely to get what we've seen during the playoff run? Uh, two totally different outcomes, depending on which of those teams shows up. So here's something interesting. So if, if you want to bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win outright, it's plus 110 right now, right? Um, but you could wager that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP at plus 125. Do you think if, if you if you if you have a lot of conviction that you think absolutely Kansas City is going to win, should you just bet on Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP? Do you feel if Kansas City wins that there's a shot that anybody else like Travis Kelsey um, could or or Rasheed Rice win the MVP? I don't. So if, if so, if you think that Kansas City is going to win. Why not just go with Patrick Mahomes at MVP at plus 125? Because you're only getting 15%. That's the that's a horrible idea, in my opinion. Because if anybody else happens to do if they, they have to win, I do it reverse. I say for him to win the MVP, they have to win the game. So I he's not gonna win the MVP if they don't win. So I'll go ahead and give up the 15% on that 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 more specific bet and say, listen, I'll just take Kansas City to win. What if? Travis Kelsey goes out and has 12 receptions and Taylor Swift gets a proposal at the end of the game. That They could win and he could lose. What if, as I think, it's going to be a low-scoring game and Butker, butt kicker or whatever's the kicker, kicks seven field goals or something? I mean, I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm saying for the game that you get by betting Mahomes to win the MVP, it's not worth it because there is a world that he they could win and he wouldn't win the MVP. What if he gets hurt and they win? You're better off, in my opinion, absolutely betting the game at that number. Now, if it's 320, 340, something like that, absolutely take a shot. But uh, at that little bit of juice there, I, I will go ahead and take Kansas City on the money line. And by the way, Neil, on that point, normally you do not get the points mattering in the Super Bowl. Straight up Super Bowl winners, 46, 7, and 3 against the spread. So generally speaking, all but 10 times out of the last 53 Super Bowls, the winner covered the number. So this is the one, I'm not a huge money line guy, but this is absolutely the one game of the year where if you like Kansas City, I'm, again, I'm not saying that's the best bet, but if you're going to play them, you you absolutely should give a thought to just playing them on the money line and taking that plus money. Uh, Fat Jack, again, professional handicapper, joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. Uh, before we let you go, and, and again, I, I know we're going to have you on next week as well, so this is just a, a little taste. We're just tapping tapping the water right now. Uh, is there a prop bet right now that, that, you're, uh, that you're crazy about that you've already gone to the window on? Yeah, I have. I've gone on a couple, and I'll, I'll have a bunch next week. But, yeah, so far I've went, I've went up tw- – I played the max twice on two of them. Uh, number one, Brock Purdy's rushing yards. I got it at 13 
I went over in that. I, generally speaking, if you're going to play, if your sharp players will play over early, like today, tomorrow, the next day, we'll play over on that. If we want to play unders, we'll wait until game, until right before the game, because the general public comes in, they're going to play overs as well. Right. Um, that's one of them. So I, I, I definitely think Purdy's going to have more than 12 and a half, 13 yards rushing. That number's up to 15 or 16 now. Uh, the other one is the longest. Uh, the total yards in touchdowns uh, during the during the game is 70. It was 74 and a half. It's now up to 76. So when you add up all of the yards in each touchdown drive, um, th there's absolutely a chance with both of these teams you could get a 40 or 50 yard touchdown play. The total is 74 and a half. It's now up to about 76 and a half. I'm not the only sharp play in these two things, but those are the two overs that I bet early. There's a couple other that I'm thinking about, but we'll see what the numbers do. Uh, and then there'll be a bunch. I'll have 10 to 15 that I'll bet the max on uh, by the time we get to the game time. Where props five or seven, you know, 10, 10 years ago were more of just a fun thing people did. They are now an absolute way to make more money betting this game uh, in a bunch of different ways. And there's a lot of really sharp players that, you know, some of them won't even play the side in the total. They'll just make their money betting, you know, $50,000, $100,000 worth of prop bets and taking advantage of some of these numbers because there are some soft numbers in the props. Wow. Uh, love it. Love you as always. Um, so what's, what's your plan? Are, are you, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be out in Vegas all week? I will, yeah. I'll be there on Tuesday. I'll be on Radio and Media Row on uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I'll be, I have a party. I'm in Vegas every year for the Super Bowl and have a bunch of people out. We'll go to a party um, at one of the places. I, it, it's it become a tough year, Anita, because Normally, if I was any place else, I would go to the game for sure. But now it's like, okay, do I leave the 25 guests that I have out at the party and say, hey, see you guys, I'm going to the football game? Or do I stay with them and not go? So I'm still working that out. I may, I may end up going, uh, maybe just taking my wife. Everybody would understand, but it just it's something that doesn't feel right about having a party, although I do it every year, and then leaving the party to go to the game, you know, that's a mile away. So not, but I will be in Vegas all week. I'll be betting the games all the way up until the end. Um, and certainly uh, you uh, track a lot of that on social media. And then we can, we get next week, we'll have a bunch more bets for people. Great stuff as always, Jack. Really do appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Anita. Take care. See you soon. You got it. Fat Jack, professional handicapper here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.